right. Welcome to the It's Going to Be Good podcast, where Jill and I talk about building your accounting firm so you can focus on doing meaningful work with exceptional people. Jill, can you share a little bit about what we're going to talk about today? Yeah, absolutely. Um, Our topic for this episode is uh, visionaries and integrators. Uh, We use a few different words for that in our firm, but uh, this concept uh, is is one that we use all the time in, in the way that we work. So Sometimes we call it visionary integrator. Sometimes we'll call it like an ideator and a discerner. Sometimes it just ends up being CEO and COO. Um, So we'll be talking about a brief overview of what these roles are, why we started working together, and how these roles affected the way that we started working together. So let's start with a bit of a brief overview of them. Um, I think that's that's a really good place to start. So uh, you've likely heard of these terms, the visionary and integrator terms from a, a book written uh, a while back called Rocket Fuel. And in the book, uh, he goes into depth about kind of the markers of what each of these roles are and, and kind of the way that they interact with each other um, in a leadership environment. So everyone has a slightly different idea of what these roles could be. Um, But here are some of the basics from our perspective. So for a visionary, uh, we typically think of this person as someone who creates the vision. Shocking, I'm sure. But they also like solving really complex problems. They typically generate lots of ideas. They're really great leaders, and they tend to be really optimistic um, in their approach to work. And they, they tend to see everything as possible, which is one of the things that makes them really powerful leaders. Um, And then integrators on the flip side of that are the people who are able to execute that vision or to translate that vision into something actionable. And then they're really good at identifying and articulating problems. And it it makes it really easy to pinpoint areas to improve when you're able to really quickly identify those problems. They make some of the best ideas an actual reality. They make for really great managers because they're really practical and and can give really clear and, and concise direction to people typically. And then they are they tend to be on the more realistic end of things, a little bit more practical when it comes to what can and cannot be achieved in a day. So with that, um, Anna, how how did you know which of these roles was the one that suited you or that was was uh, suited to your personality and temperament? Yeah. So Rocket Fuel was recommended to me and I generally tend to geek out about business stuff, business books, Um I love ideas. uh, So that was one of the indicators to me. Uh, And when I read through that visionary section, especially some of the common traits and common challenges, that was the kind of stuff that resonated with me. So that like having a lot of ideas, which is awesome, but then they can also be fairly inconsistent. They, you know, they want to move on to the next thing and the next thing. It's really hard for them to do, you know, repetitive work or, you know, be consistent about the things they do. Um, They're also really good um, creative problem solvers, uh, which is great. You know, you can find ways to troubleshoot things, but then it's really challenging for them to do kind of standardized process like this is the way that we do this thing um, because that feels a little more boxing in and, and it doesn't feel as creative. It's not as fun. Um, and they're really good at inspiring people, um, galvanizing them to to get on board with the vision. Um, But then a lot of times they can have pretty dysfunctional teams because they don't have that consistency to make sure that that vision is being executed to really clarify it, to break it down into actionable steps. You know, they just want to be there already and like you guys figure it out. And so, you know, I as I was reading the book, I was reading about how important it is for a visionary to have that integrator, to have that that person that is coming alongside them 
that is, you know, listening to all the ideas, helping them figure out which ones are actually ideas we should do something with and then doing something with them. And so that's where I got kind of frustrated uh, and may have thrown the book. Um, don't worry about it. <laughs> and um, I, I knew that that's what I needed and I knew it's what I didn't have. And I had no idea how to go about finding that. And I was working with a coach at the time, and um, I realized that, you know, we had this great collaborative time. It was so fun to ideate because they also, you know, were a creative problem solver. But then I didn't do anything with those ideas. So, you know, I, I could do that all day and, and have so much fun, but it didn't actually turn into as much practical use for, for making difference in the company. That was about the point where I realized. I could not really take things farther on my own because I didn't have that skill set. Um, and I did have a great team, but we really, you know, like um, like visionaries are, are known for, you know, we struggled with having standardized process because that was a real challenge for me. Like I, you know, if I don't want to follow the process, it's pretty hard to get anybody else to. And so, you know, everyone on the team would just come to me with the problems. Um, and it was kind of that, like, you know, I was the middle spoke or, you know, the middle of the wheel and all the spokes extended out from it. And so everyone would just bring me their problems and I'd, you know, solve them. But like that doesn't scale. And so, you know, I didn't quite know at that time that that Jill had a similar problem, but in reverse, that you were looking for a visionary counterpart um, as you were kind of imagining starting your own business. So you want to tell the story about when you asked me out for a drink, which is the best way to start a friendship or a working <laughs> relationship, just ask him out for a drink. Yes, it's a perfect way to start a working <laughs> relationship. Yeah. So at the time, you know, I had I had just finished a few like pretty big goals in my life and and had, you know, gotten myself to where I wanted to be professionally uh, set up to be ready to grow more. Um, I had had lots of jobs where I just hit a cap for how much I could affect change in the organization, either because it was too big or set in how they did things or or just didn't have the desire or resources to be able to do things differently. And so I kept running into situations where I just wasn't quite in a position to do the kind of work that I'm really good at. And so I was looking for something that would allow me to use some of the skills that I use at Accrue, which is fantastic, but um, is really hard to find on the other end of things. Like it's really hard to find a job at a company that values you, that sees you know the value that you're bringing, that wants you to have every opportunity to demonstrate that value, and is gonna you know encourage and support you in in your growth path. And so it was it was a really odd season in my life to be looking for work. But when I asked you out for a drink, it was it was really to pick your brain about starting a different company. So I was not looking for a job. I was just looking to pick someone's brain about how to start a business. And, you know, when when I was thinking about that business, I liked the idea of it and I liked the possibility that it held. But at the end of the day, I didn't want to do something on my own. And typically when you're starting a new company, it tends to feel like it's on your own unless you've got business partners who are also fully invested. And so I was just getting to a point where I knew that I needed someone else in the room with me to to kind of see things 
in a different way than I do and who would add that that other layer of perspective because I am one person with one perspective. And so I had been looking around and and kind of toying around with some ideas. And so um, you had pitched the idea of poaching me at this at this dinner. And I just said, okay, poach me. Like, what's the worst that can happen? Like, let's let's see what this can be. And and we had already worked together a little bit. Um, you know, I think I've mentioned this, but I, I had worked for a client of ours previously. And so you and I had known each other and and the idea of working together wasn't totally off base. But yeah, I I I didn't know what that would look like. And I and I didn't I don't do bookkeeping. I'm not an accountant. So like, how does that work together? But the way that it works together is the visionary integrator distribution of kind of roles and responsibilities and strengths that we share in those two roles, I think. So, um, yeah, like like we mentioned in the last episode, we took a half day, mapped out the role. Um, we both agreed that it was a great role and that I was a good fit for it. And so it it made it really easy to just kind of slip into, um, all right, now we know how we collaborate. Now we know what this job is. Let's keep building the plane in the air as we fly it, um, which I think is a, another thing that's really hard for bookkeepers and accountants to do is build the plane in the air while they're flying it. Um, and you do that really well as a visionary. And and my addition to that is the structure. I am I'm going, I think we should put this screw here or this is definitely a panel that's important. <laughs> so it's it's um, it's really fun to build this plane in the air with you because it, it's so collaborative because we sit in our right seats and and we work well together in those positions because we bring something different to the table which i think is just wonderful and then almost immediately after we started working together we went on a weekend retreat or <laughs> you had one scheduled already with your business coach and i said what would you think if i were to suggest that i join you for that planning retreat is that an option and you were enthusiastic and you're yes i think Yes, I I definitely was. We made a lot of jokes uh, about that because I think I had only gotten like a one bed room. So it we got awkward right out of the gate. But yeah, it, it was February 2020. I had that trip planned and I was I was thrilled that you wanted to come along because it felt like you were already interested. You were already actively engaged. You were already like wanting to be part of this thing, which is exactly what I was looking for. Uh, like, again, I had team members at the time, but I really didn't have like I had other people that would be like, yeah, that's a good idea. I can go do that. And and I would be like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I don't know if it's a good idea. I'm just throwing stuff out there like there, there are some steps I want to do here. And there just wasn't anyone that could really push back and kind of, you know, challenge my ideas and and talk about it and collaborate. It was very much more like, well, you're the boss, so I'm just going to do the thing you say. And it was like, no, that's not what I want. I don't want to win. I want the best idea to win. And and we'll talk about that in a bit. But I, I definitely think that weekend jump-started a lot of us working together. I also want to highlight that you were not an accountant. And I think that's the other thing a lot of people assume is that if they're going to bring someone on in leadership, they must be an accountant, they must be a technical expert, you know, they must be, you know, have whatever letters after their name or, or whatever qualifications. And I knew that I needed someone in operations and process and operations is kind of a universal skill set. So yes, there were things you had to learn about kind of how we work and our workflow and 
just through osmosis, I think you've you've picked so much of that up to where when you describe things, I'm like, oh yeah, wait, she's not an accountant, but like you can talk it. Like, you know, that's been <laughs> oh, thank you. You hey, you've earned it. Um, you you've definitely picked all of that up. But but you weren't when we started, but I knew that you had the skills that we needed and that you had the right you know, attitude and the right aptitude to want to pick it up, to want to contribute. And that was so obvious from the beginning of like, yeah, can I just come along and just listen in on on your strategic planning? I was like, um, you should come plan with us is what should happen. <laughs> um, and then not long after we went on like a ski retreat, that was the weekend everything shut down. Oh, and yeah. that was <laughs> so crazy. You know, we're up in the mountains. We're going to go skiing. And then the world starts to shut down. And it's like, cool, aren't you glad you joined this company? Hopefully we still have one. Uh, and we did. And and it was kind of that that weekend, you know, m- my first reaction to it was like, oh, my gosh, we hopefully we can just kind of hang on to what we've got and not go out of business. And, and hopefully our clients are OK. And then like the next morning, it was like, forget that. Let's keep growing. Let's let's grow this <laughs> business anyway. Let's, you know, if there are clients that that struggle, we'll help them the best we can. If there are some that aren't clients, we'll keep growing so that we'll be fine. And so I think having that in-person time together, I mean, since then we've done other ski trips. We've done Vegas. Like I flew up and surprised you on your birthday this year. So, so that fun. was so fun to see your stupid face. It was great. My stupid surprise face. <laughs> So I think for these kinds of roles, the most important thing is that it is someone that you like and that you trust. Like having the right skill set, it matters. Having the right experience is helpful. But I think the most important thing is like, would you want to work with this person? Do you trust them implicitly? Like, are they as invested as you are, whether or not they are invested, whether or not they're an owner? Do they have the right kind of attitude to operate like a partner? And I think for us, um, that's worked out really well so far. Um, But I'm curious, besides, you know, just needing to find that person that they like and trust, are there any other things you see that kind of hold people back from finding the counterpart like we have? Oh, my goodness, yes. The first thing that came into my mind with that question is no is always an option. And if it's not an option for you, it's really hard to collaborate. If you want everyone to say yes to you, it's going to be really tough to work with an integrator or a visionary. It doesn't even matter which role they fill. It's going to be tough. If your idea is the best idea because it's yours, it's really, really hard to, to push past that. And to, and to bring people in that you – well, again, that goes down to trust too, though, is people that will bring good ideas to the table who will use their – skills and their knowledge to come up with the best idea without the ego playing into it. It's rare. It's really rare. So I think that's one of the big ones. I'm curious what else. Yeah, I actually think uh, visionaries or, well, I'll, I'll reverse that sentence. Firm owners or CEOs or, you know, just leaders in an organization tend to assume that they're a visionary which I think is really interesting because it sounds really good. It sound, and it sounds a lot more fun than integrator. And oh, and yeah. I think for visionaries it is. But I if think you're a visionary, it's fun. If you're an integrator that's trying to play a visionary, 
It's actually not that fun. It's not that fun because you don't have the skills and that's okay. You don't have to have all the skills. You have to know which skills you do and don't have. That's really tough. Yeah, I think plenty of integrators start companies and I think it's why they really like working with business coaches and and they get to ideate with that kind of a, a person or that person that serves that function in their life. But it, it functions essentially as a surrogate uh, visionary. So you don't actually have to bring your ideas to the table if you're working with a business coach. Because they'll bring all the ideas and then you can integrate them. And that is you pretending to be a visionary, but actually being an integrator. So I think that's one of the things that I've run into a lot with other firm owners, too, is just assuming you're the visionary. I think assuming that one role is superior to the other is another mm-hmm. one. That is really tough or or just more important or, or more strategic. So visionaries are chaos, integrators are order, one without the other is not very helpful. And I think that that plays out really well when we make decisions, because that's where that discernment comes in. Okay, you have all the ideas. That's awesome. I don't. That's so great that you're bringing the ideas. Which ones are we going to (laughs) do? That's the question. That is my job to ask after that. And then I think at the core of all of these really is just not knowing yourself well enough to know which one you are. I think self-knowledge is one of the most underrated things in business uh, that that leaders and, and you know, people who are running businesses need to have. And, and we don't really always emphasize it as much as we should. But lots of visionaries have integrator traits and lots of integrators have visionary traits. That doesn't mean that those are the same thing or that you're both or or any of that. Most of us will typically lean in one more in one of those directions or the other. And there are some telltale signs um, of them, not only like which one your strong suit is, but also what kinds of things you are really genuinely not good at, which I think is just as helpful information, to be honest. And the best kind of leader is always a self-aware leader. So if you're self-aware, it's a lot easier to start working with someone else that's going to have different ideas or different perspectives than you. Yeah, that is one of my favorite ideas. Um, I've heard it quite a bit on other podcasts is that the best kind of leader is a self-aware one because it doesn't really matter which one you are. It matters that you know yourself. And so I think it's it's both, you know, what like does visionary work or integrator work? Is it the kind of work that you're good at? But I think it's also is it the kind of work that brings you joy and energy is looking at a blank whiteboard and coming up with ideas, the kind of work that you can't wait to do, you could do all day long and it would energize you. Or is that terrifying and frustrating and draining to you and people expect you to come up with ideas and so you do, but it hurts, you know, and and the more <laughs> you you do that, the the more frustrated you get. So I think it's, you know, realizing who you are, having people around you that will tell you the truth, um, especially in those blind spots where you might think you're really good at something and you might have someone in your life that is kind enough to tell you that you're actually not that good at it um, because then you can lean into the things that you are good at and, and the unique value that you bring to the table and you can better identify the areas where you do actually need help and bring in the right kinds of people. I think that's the other mistake is that people want to work with someone just like them. Um, They want to find someone to replace them. And it's like, no, if you bring unique value, then you should find someone to complement you. You should find someone to partner with you. And so that kind of push and pull will help both of you develop and grow. And I think that's been one of the most fun things about this relationship, um, this partnership is 
both, you know, that our company is getting better ideas. We're getting more fleshed out ideas. I am not overwhelming the team with all of my ideas. <laughs> uh, we are parsing them out and doing, you know, things much more strategically. But it's also been so helpful just for my own personal development to have someone who will tell me the truth that I trust, that I know is for me, that wants me to grow and develop, and that I feel exactly the same in reverse that, you know, I think I personally have grown so much, not just as a leader, but as a human being in the last, you know, almost three years that we've been working together. And I think that's in such large part because of that openness, of that genuine, you know, conversation of you giving me feedback about areas I need to grow and vice versa. And it doesn't feel good when I get it. Um, mm -mm. I have to deal with all those feelings. Usually there are feelings like, dang it, ready, just be better. Like, why aren't you better already? But, you know, we're, we're getting there. We're, it's, we talk a lot about it. It's about, all about making progress. Like, am I better today than I was yesterday? Will I be better tomorrow than I was today? So I think that is probably a good place for us to close out. And we are going to talk a bit more next time about how we actually work together, because I think that's the other piece that we get asked about quite a bit is just kind of what do you do versus what do I do and how does it actually work to work with someone like that? So um, I'm excited to, to share a little bit more about that. Thanks for joining us. And we hope you'll tune in next time because it's going to be good.